welcome to another episode of Further Culture Podcast, a soccer podcast for us by us. It's episode 186, and today we're here with Mark and Devin. So we're going to talk a bit about World Cup. We'll talk about leagues, cups. We might even talk about a sippy cup. So maybe some handy. Y'all drinking on anything tonight? We sipping on any cups? I got this here apple cider. Mm, okay, Mark, what you got in your cup, man? Just Coke. No jack. ATL, baby. <laughs> Couldn't be even truer. Sipping on yep. some uh, some Coca-Cola Proud yep. Limoni. Courtesy of the minute. Can't beat yep. it. Can't beat it. Can't beat yep. it. So let's dive right in. Um, I'm, I'm representing Colombia. I'm coming with the vibes. Not even going to try to throw shade on it. Um, we don't need three points to catch these vibes. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, it was definitely um a good time. It was a lot of drama this morning. Um on both you know, both matches that were taking places. Clearly, um you know, Colombia was leading the group as is, so they really didn't need the win to progress. Um it would have been nice to see them score, but then as you kinda as the matches kept going, you were like, oh, they have a chance to knock Germany out if the result holds. And so I was like, do we really want Colombia to score? If Morocco wants to get this, make you know history, as they always do, as they've been doing, I'm not against it. So I was uh, very excited to see the results held. Yeah, I was there for all of those vibes. It's like as soon as I realized there's a, a <laughs> the potentiality to let Germany go home, I was like, um, South Korea, keep on doing your thing. I'm rooting for you. You know, if I had uh, done a bracket before the World Cup, it would have been terrible. Like I would not have been able to. I'd have definitely had Canada in there. I'd have definitely had Brazil. Um. But by the time it got to this group, like Group H, I was like, and I saw the, you know, the um, group where it was at at that point, Germany on only on three points. Um, Colombia, pretty much, it would have taken like a sensational combination of results for them to um, not advance um, at that point. So, um, yeah, I was like, you know what? If this doesn't, if this doesn't go, or if this goes the way of Brazil and Canada, Germany could be going home. And guess what? So I'm, I'm here for it, man. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm here for the um, the Derby Day colonizers, <laughs> Derby Day independence. <laughs> we got three of them, man. We got Morocco, France, Nigeria, England, and South Africa, Netherlands. That's that's lit. But shout out to the African teams. Three African teams in the round of sixteen for the first time. You know, like a lot of people questioned if the quality was there to even expand to 32 teams um i think we can put that conversation to bed absolutely combo could definitely go to bed and it's proof that the african conference needs more leagues or more teams in it as well um even that balance balance that you know balance those teams out um but yeah i'm all for it three colonizer derbies taking place 
uh, over the weekend. Um, looking forward to them all, and they're all going to be good matches. Um, I'm very proud of Morocco. Just, I mean, to even get smacked how they did in the first round, and and be resilient through it all to advance. I mean, once they they got smacked six 0 by Germany um, in the very first match, and I mean, everybody wrote them off, right? And speaking of, we did we actually did a bracket at work, and I promise you, everybody's bracket's busted. I'm not even gonna lie. I had Brazil in the final, and I mean, here we go, you know. But um, my heart's always with France. It's always been with France. So even though I had Brazil in the final, I'm rooting for France at this point. I mean, obviously, outside of the U.S., I'm rooting for France to pull it together on that side of the bracket. Um, so we'll see, but I've been very proud of Nigeria up to this point, South Africa, you know, um, African Cup of Nations champions, they're, they've been resilient, and then Morocco, you know, obviously just earlier last year, the men reached the semifinals of the Men's World Cup, and here we are with the women, uh, the lowest ranked team, um, by FIFA rankings to um, progress to the elimination stages. It's, I mean, I'm here for the vibes. I'm here for the drama. I'm here for the upsets. Let's let's go. Let's bring it on. Yeah. Um, I I don't know if I have anything to add to that. I, uh, but um, no, I mean, like that knockout, I don't think that there's even like a bad matchup. You know what I mean? Like Switzerland, Spain, that could be interesting. Japan, Norway. Whew. I mean, Two teams that could easily make a run to the final, in my opinion. Uh, yeah, um, by far, I think Japan is the most complete-looking team to this point. Um, and you probably have to throw, I would say, maybe even England in there, and even maybe France at this point. I'd probably say are the most are the three most complete teams um, up to this point. Japan has just looked like a well-oiled machine. They have not skipped a beat in any form whatsoever. And and it was kind of mentioned before, but like you saw glimpses of this, and she believes, right? Like they they look like uh oh like they look like they're playing to win something you know in a few months so and they, they've absolutely uh shown it and um no i'm um, obviously you know skipping around the u.s we have to play sweden and most likely if we get if you know we get by sweden next up is japan so it's definitely not an easy road for us right now and i mean you would have to put your money on I mean coming out of that side of the bracket right now if you're a betting man if you've been watching you gotta bet on Japan to come out of that side of the bracket right now if you're not betting on us yeah no I, I absolutely agree I um I had Japan as my dark horse but that is that's no longer an option they have put all the cards on the table like look at here and we, we, we coming for you um, they should get to the semis no problem um, in my opinion um, and that also means that the U.S. does not progress as a result. But um, other things that I feel like we can maybe speak on real quick is um, we were kind of talking about like France's and the, the England's and um, like they, they were looking so good. But have we seen some of their deficiencies? I, you know, England's interesting to me because like especially so like not playing Lauren James is kind of weird. 
um and then you immediately saw why so it's one of you know like are they getting better as this world cup goes on um france another one you know like that first result um you know not not great you know what i mean like is this more of a what we've seen in previous tournaments with France, but uh, they pulled it together in a tough group. I mean, look, Brazil did not make it out of that group. So, um, they, yeah, I mean, it's it's just, there's just so much parody at this World Cup. Like, I, I agree with Devin that I feel like Japan has probably looked the best, like the most complete, the most, the fewest questions. Um, but the others, I... I guess one thing I'm curious about is uh, some of these attacks, um, and we can include um, Canada, Germany, Brazil, the U.S., um, but yeah, England and France too. Like, I just I wonder sometimes if they maybe run out of ideas, um, even though they have all the talent. Um, you know, it does seem like uh, they can be stifled. So, like, I'm curious. Like, for example, if somebody takes Lauren James out of the game, what does England have? You know, so it's yeah if maybe maybe the attacks aren't uh as good as we think they are but who knows yeah no um i think mark is spot on with that we've seen england i mean honestly up until this last result um england they were just getting by right i mean it, it definitely felt like it was a lot of kind of forcing it to alessia russo and it just wasn't um panning out for right now and then obviously here enter lauren james and boom like it's it's like a completely different attack um you know listening to espn fc you know their world cup coverage i know they were doing they were singing lauren james's praises as they should and then they wanted to follow it up with oh but it was against china but let's keep in mind that china was the asian you know asian conference champions like this is not some you know this isn't some scrub team like they are here for a reason um have they not played well this tournament no they haven't but they did do what they needed to do to get here and on top you know both things can be true china is underperforming and lauren james is that good both things can be simultaneously true um, so we'll see how that, you know, goes on, especially against Nigeria. Um, I hope that they've learned that they need to keep Lauren James in there um, to create that spark because she was just absolutely in God mode that entire game. Um, and I really think the world took notice to that. So, um, you know, even though she does play for you guys you know, during the regular season, um, I am very happy that she got that shine like that and then um over to france um yeah it is kind of the same thing they've been kind of um scraping it out um for lack of a better term obviously um as mark mentioned that nil nil draw against jamaica um again in the very first match and now as the matches have progressed obviously jamaica hasn't allowed a single goal uh, the entire group stage, right? So maybe that result doesn't look as bad as we thought it did at first. And then obviously, um, scraping out the win against Brazil, which who's now out of this tournament, maybe that wasn't so scrappy as we thought it was now. And then, of course, the final uh, was that absolute thrashing against Panama, which, you know, 
Panama was just happy to be here at this point. Um, so, you know, I guess there are still a lot of questions to be asked of France. Like, who is the real France? Are they really for real? And um, obviously, you know, going into these elimination stages, um, it remains to be seen. But obviously, star players, of course, Diani has looked absolutely amazing. I mean, she was, uh, again, scoring goals for fun against uh, Panama the other day. Um you know obviously they're going to live and die through her so um you know like i said once now that we're in the elimination rounds now that these teams really have something to play for we'll see what kind of gear they kick it in yeah no i agree with a lot of you guys that said um i thought france was stuttering uh for a lot of minutes on the pitch um just kind of all of a sudden put put it together these last two matches um, or really like last three halves would probably be a better way to say it um, but then same with the England kind of in the beginning of their tournament they didn't play that first match without Lauren James or with Lauren James so like they, they also stuttered and was, felt forced as well um, but I, I guess I wanted to speak to kind of how like the Spains looked you know maybe talk a little bit on that uh, or either the some of the Nordic teams, the Swedens, um, and actually, if you guys have picks for the semifinal um, for both sides of the bracket, um, go ahead, Mark. Yeah, so I, I'll be I'll, I'll be honest. I haven't seen as much of Spain uh, and Norway um, as in like actually watch them. Obviously, you know, I know kind of the results that they had. Um, you know, that Spain, that four nil to Japan. How much is that? Uh, them being bad versus Japan being absolutely clinical. By the way, like Spain had 77% possession. I've never seen a team have three quarters of the ball and lose 4 0. Like, that's crazy. So, yeah, like they, Spain's also a weird situation because, I mean, like every federation has their thing, right? In terms of uh, the problems with Spain in particular, um, because of uh, the issues, like, of uh, between the players and the federation, some of their best players are not here. Um, so it's like, how far can it really go? Yeah, Spain. I don't know. It's a uh, Spain. Spain's a wild card, I think, because I mean, like, they still have their style. I think that you know their their brand of soccer uh, can especially work for tournaments. Um, you know, maybe their chemistry would be enough to make like a semifinal run. Um, and then Norway. Man, speaking of issues, <laughs> whew, Norway just uh, definitely took the scenic route in terms of off the field. But um, you know, if 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 Ada is available, it's hard to bet against them. You know, although I mean they played Japan, and to be honest, I'm gonna pick Japan. Um, but like just looking at that little quartet of Japan, Norway, Sweden, USA. It's interesting, right? I mean, like, you could see any of them making a run. Well, Den- Denmark's on the other side of the uh, bracket as well in terms of the Nordic teams, but uh, I thought it was interesting that they kind of were, like, the Norway, Sweden, or it's like, we're going to see it all right there. Yeah. Sorry, are you going to say something? 
no 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 um i guess if if it was me um semi-final pick i i i, I think spain could get out of this bracket um i'd love mm-hmm. to see um south africa in that semi-final spot just from a culture standpoint uh, but I, I think spain kind of pushes through but it'll, that should be a, a good quarter uh quarterfinal match obviously i'll be rooting for south america uh, south africa over the netherlands um so yeah South, uh, excuse me, Espanol, Japan, France, and England um, is what I have over there. Mm. Yeah, um, you know, looking ahead, I'm just kind of looking at the results or the, you know, the upcoming fixtures. Switzerland, Spain, I do expect Spain to get out of that one. Um, Obviously, Japan, Norway, as of right now, it's hard to bet against Japan. Just, I mean, of course, Ada Hedegerberg, I mean, on her best day, obviously one of the best in the entire world. Um, but again, Japan is just too well oiled right now. It's going to take a drastic, um, you know, something drastic to happen for them to lose. Of course, once you go to PKs, anything can happen. But Japan, they just look in shape. They've been outrunning everybody. They've been out, you know, they've just been the better overall team. They let Spain, Spain, y'all take all that. We're going to attack you on the counter. We're going to hit you where it hurts. And we're just going to make y'all look stupid. 20, 23% possession for a game and winning 4-0 means you, y'all are playing our game. <laughs> That's exactly what that means. So I, I truly, I, I, I'm here for it. I'm here to see it. I love it. Um, I, I do think Japan is going to come out of that. South Africa. I mean, what a majestic run through the African Cup of Nations. Like, um, it, how much it meant to the country. Um, and I think this is going to be their chance to prove how legitimate they actually are against the Netherlands. What better test than that? Um, I do think that's going to be a close one. I don't think there's going to be a, de- a definitive winner out of that. Um, they're both very physical teams, obviously. Um, so it's hard for me to pick. Obviously, um, you know, my head says Netherlands. My heart says South Africa. Um, so, you know, I think, the you know, we win. The culture wins. Uh, no matter who wins that one. Um you know, obviously looking at the next match, Sweden, United States, we'll, we can talk to that one in depth a little bit more. Um, England, Nigeria will be fun, obviously, as we mentioned. Um, again, I would love, love to see Nigeria come out of that for the culture's sake. Um, I do think England is a little bit more put together from a team effort. Um, so I think England does nudge it, nudge it out. Um, Australia, Denmark. Australia's been looking pretty good on the low. They've been very underrated, and especially they've been without Sam Kerr. They have, they have, they've absolutely cruised. They've looked amazing doing it. And Sam Kerr hasn't played, so she's expected to be back from this. So we are or to be back for this match. So I think you know they're still waiting to hit a whole other gear. Um, so um, I do think Australia pulls that one out. Obviously, I think the most fun match to watch is going to be Colombia versus Jamaica. Um, what history have Jamaica made in coming, 
you know, qualifying for this elimination stage. Um, I'm sure we all submitted some money for that GoFundMe because um, they couldn't even get here. They couldn't even get to the World Cup. So we all submitted money towards that GoFundMe. And now here they are not allowing a single goal in up to this point. And, you know, now we now here's the true test, right? You have Linda Caicedo, arguably one of the hottest stars in the game right now, um, coming to town. So we'll see. They've had a, a solid defensive plan up to this point. Um, their offense has been lacking, but you know that's a you know they, they'll cross that bridge on Tuesday. Um, I do think Colombia pulls it out, but just to see the journey that Jamaica has taken to this point to get here has been absolutely a blast to watch, and I'm here for the history. And then France Morocco, I do think the same deal. France is just complete of a team at this point while Morocco has again made history love to see it um I do think France pulls that out if I had to go semis um Japan United States and then England France if I had to um go semis I don't think uh Japan and the United States can make it to the semis because they would play if they both win they play each other playing the quarters they're playing the quarters yeah, that's right. Obviously, if we um, if we get past Sweden, we, we face Japan. Um, well, everyone's gonna be all World War Two memes. Yeah. So maybe um, sheesh. I don't know. Looking at the bracket, man. Uh, Netherlands. Maybe. Don't forget what happened to the men. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I I guess if I have to swap it, that would be it. Might not be a fluke. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> we'll see. Um, I guess I'll chime in with my semifinal picks. Um, yeah, I, I think uh, out of Switzerland, Spain, uh, the Dutch, and South Africa, I'd probably take Spain out of that one. Um, I think that their style and experience uh, will end up being there what carries them through to the semis anyway um i think their run will probably end there um out of japan norway sweden usa i gotta take japan i just you know we we've already we've already waxed lyrical about japan but um you know all the well sweden's look good too um and i think there's we'll you know we'll get into it but you know wouldn't be surprised if they beat the u.s but i am uh yeah, I mean, at this point, I'm thinking Japan is going to at least make the final. Um, let's see. Out of Australia, Denmark, France, and Morocco. So I definitely think Australia and France are going to advance. Um, if we get Australia-France in that quarters, that is going to be a monster game. Uh, so much nerves. Because, like, I mean, obviously, Australia the home team. But uh, neither of those teams have won a World Cup. You know, France has a long history in tournaments of choking. Um, and I think that continues. I'm gonna bet on Australia to make it to the semis. Um, and out of England, Nigeria, Colombia, Jamaica, that I think is the most interesting to me. I so I'm definitely picking Colombia over Jamaica. Um, England, Nigeria, I'm going back and forth on. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> At first, I was like, you know what, nah, Nigeria's got this, and then I was like, well. The thing that I think that England have a really good coach. Um, 
I think that Vegman really knows what she's doing. And she's gotta play Lauren, man. Just just play Lauren. But <laughs> I think I think England's gonna get by. And then we're gonna have England Columbia. Just like uh, 2018. Um I'm gonna take Columbia. I'm just I don't know. Just I'm 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 on the Linda High right now. Linda High. So yeah. Yeah, my, my semifinals are Colombia, Australia, Japan, and Spain. Old statement, Cotton. See if it pays off. Right, right. This is on tape, so we got it for the record. Um, yeah, I, I'm excited to see this. Um, all these matches kind of map out. Do we have a, a one favorite? I guess, Mark, can I assume it's Colombia, Jamaica, and actually the same for you, Devin? Just Absolutely. Like, That's going to be the one to watch. Oh, it doesn't match up. Yeah, um, yeah, that's that's my favorite. Uh, but I will say Japan Norway is uh, second close for me. Honestly, I'm looking forward to uh, looking forward to Australia just because I haven't seen Sam Kerr play this entire tournament. Um, so I I'm looking forward to that. And then I think Sweden USA is uh, is actually going to be a little bit of a goal fest. I'm going to throw out one goal prediction for this, and it would be 4-2. And I think it's going to be a theme for the knockout rounds that the teams that were defending well will hopefully continue to to defend well, and those will be the PK matches. But then we're going to see, like, France is, I think, got nine goals. Sweden has nine, or, yeah, Sweden has nine goals. They've only let in one. So, like, Ah, some of these matches are going to be fun. <laughs> I think it's just going to be a matter of like who, who scores the most. Um, so yeah, it should be a, a good thing. And then another thing that Devin mentioned earlier, um, has there anything tactical uh, stood out to you guys uh, from the matches that you've watched? I, uh, I kind of touched on it earlier, but yeah, just the, the way um, the traditional, the, the attacks of the traditional powers have been stifled. Um has been interesting to me um and so i think that you know i think you know the the game is constantly evolving um and so you know we're definitely seeing i think a um a tactical evolution that's not new but it's uh you know it's, it's sort of a next phase now um so yeah i mean like like the way the way teams like jamaica columbia in particular have defended uh is tremendous <laughs> you know especially like you know and i don't want to do the whole underdog thing too much because i think that um that feeds into the narrative that like they're not supposed to be here or they're not supposed to beat certain teams but um yeah it is remarkable that uh these um so-called underdogs have defended so well so yeah you know i'm i'm, I'm it's it's a lot of parody in this World Cup. You know, I think you hit the nail on the head, TK. Like, you've had some teams that have defended really well. You've had some teams that have, like, you know, had some goal fests, right? Even Germany, who got knocked out, hung six on Morocco. So, um, yeah, that's that's probably, uh, yeah, the defense, I will say, of the, uh, of the less favorite teams. No, I'm absolutely in agreement with that. Just uh, the the defensive plan to stifle these powerhouses has been immaculate. And I mean, that goes to show um, in the results that we've seen. I mean, everybody planned 
for in Brazil to drop, you know, 100 goals in this tournament, like, you know, scoring goals for fun. And here they are. They they scored, what, you know, how many goals have they scored? We can count on one hand for the, the total. Yeah, so absolutely right um you know they had the, obviously the the hat trick in the first match but after that you know from Ari Borges but after that that I mean it kind of fizzled out very quick um so I mean just that the defensive plan all around um to stifle these big you know these big attacks um the teams have absolutely put their work in um, they haven't shown intimidation or, you know, they're not um, victims of the moment. Uh, they are, you know, they came in with plans and they've executed and, we, you know, we see these small teams, these small nations uh, based off FIFA rankings on to the next stage where these powerhouses are out. So I think um, if they, you know, now here's where we separate the, you know, the women from the girls pun intended and um, we'll see where it takes them but up to this point it's been spectacular excellent yeah very well said um, so yeah man I think uh, with that said we can uh, maybe even move on Is there, if anyone has any final words they want to for the, the World Cup oh I was wondering uh, if we were going to touch on the uh, the US floundering to this point well I mean not floundering they made it you know what let's, let's be respectful Right, a lot of teams. Okay, Carly. Okay, Carly. <laughs> my bad, my bad. Uh, Ooh, hot, hot, hot topic. Do we yeah. want to uh, let's, let's 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 put a cap on it? Let's make sure we don't just tangent and ramble. Our rant, or turn it into a rant because uh, I, I I know I'm I can be easily guilty of doing such. Um, so yeah, yeah. Let's um four inches away from getting eliminated, but uh, we're here. <laughs> That is uh, that is the most important thing, um, you know. I, you know, there's a lot. I think a lot of people have written a lot of uh, really good things about you know the tactics, the plans, the lack thereof. Um, you know, if you were on social media, especially the following twelve hours after the match, you might have seen some past maps or <laughs> lack thereof, um, some positional maps. You know, all that. It was a mess. But one of the things that's um, really stood out to me and I actually um get my Katie Nolan on here you know my pen and paper but I actually did write some things down from um football reference I was looking at the minutes played because it was like why haven't we seen Alana Cook you know why haven't we seen more Sofia Huerta so all right these players there's a list of eight players that played at least 240 minutes right um, and it's a, kind of a drop off after that. And I think that kind of makes sense, too, because like 240 minutes, right, over three games, you've more than likely started th- all three of them. You more than likely played most of them. You probably played all of at least one of them. Right. Sophia Smith, Alex Morgan, Crystal Dunn, Lindsay Horan, Emily Fox, Andy Sullivan, Naomi Gurma, Julie Ertz. Like, so why do we have eight players that have basically played close to every minute and actually Juliards, Naomi Gorman and Andy Sullivan have played every minute Juliards, who was just just started playing soccer again <laughs> this year right and then there's, I made another list 
these are the players that played the least. Lynn Williams, 83 minutes, one appearance. Rapino, 58 minutes over two appearances. Alyssa Thompson, 17 minutes over two appearances. Kelly O'Hara, a fullback, right? Right? Eight minutes over two appearances. Huerta, seven minutes over one appearance. Sonnet, seven minutes over one appearance. Did not play. DNPs. Why do we even have outfield players that didn't play in the in the group stage? That immediately is a failure. Alana Cook, Christy Mewis, Ashley Sanchez. What was the point of bringing them then? Like, Christy Mewis plays in the midfield, correct? <laughs> like, we were struggling badly in the midfield. How do we not see more rotation? How do we have two midfielders that play basically every minute? And then your left back, who was, in effect, the most active midfielder in the Portugal game. Like, I, I seriously invite you, if you can, if you're listening to this, to go back and, like, find some pass maps or positional maps. Like, they were looking for Crystal Dunn. And I actually remember a sequence, and I want to say it was in the first half versus Portugal, where, um, was Gurma playing left center back? I forget who was where, but let's say the left center back, right, has the ball. Crystal Dunn moves up the field and then moves inward to show for the ball like a midfielder. Like, it had gotten to the point that she recognized what she needed to do, but then all she really had was Sophia Smith and not much else. Real ugly stuff. I... Alana Cook not playing a single minute is incredibly baffling to me. How does that even make sense? She's, by the way, 26. She's in the prime of her career, right? She obviously has the legs. She obviously has the experience. She plays for a very good all-rain team. And we were doing a podcast. So you remember when we did the five-a-side? I ended up choosing Cook because for my one defender because of her passing ability. She completes... I looked this up before. She, she completes about 6.7 long balls per match. The next highest was Marta at 4.9. Marta's a forward, by the way. Like, head and shoulders in the league above anybody else. You think maybe in in those matches we could have used a defender that could pick out a diagonal, that could pick out a forward? Oh, man. Sanchez. <laughs> okay, so... <laughs> so, actually, let's talk about Alex Morgan, right? She played 241 minutes, right? And we talked about this because this was like, you know, I don't I'm not on the I don't know the team as well as like Sills and Sky and Andre and Courtney and them. But I do know that we there aren't very many players in the pool or at least certainly on the team that he chose, I should say. Let me be specific. That does what Alex Morgan does. Right. Target target person center forward. Right. He left someone home who could have done that. (laughs) <laughs> to, well okay so i'm thinking about taylor corniak who am i who am i forgetting so if you're gonna be if you're talking about people who actually would have had a chance you're missing ashley hatch if you're talking about people who should have been in that role then you're talking about the official oh yeah i forgot about official oh man yeah it's uh mm, mm, mm. but Okay, so you decide not to bring in another center forward option. Fine. How do you not... And, I, you know, we talked about, like, how Trinity doesn't necessarily play 
in the middle, right? She's better on the wing, right? She's not necessarily like a target forward yet. All right, fair enough. How do you not mix it up? How do you not like play a 10 maybe with a couple of strikers like Smith and Rodman or Lynn and Rodman? Or it's just, you had so many other options. How does Lynn Williams play one game? Like, realistically, if your goal is to win the group, and I, I've thought about this too, like, I won't be as harsh on them for not winning the group. Uh, just because, like, we see what happened in this World Cup. And I think that's something going forward, like, we will, there will be times where we'll have to be happier or satisfied with advancing, right? But you can control the playing time that your players get, no matter what. And they all need to play if you want to... You need to see, like, you can't treat the group stage as an experiment, but you should be able to get different looks, look at different formations, look at different personnel. How does Lynn Williams not play versus the Netherlands at least? You know, I... (laughs) I made a, a a comment in the group chat that uh, he reminds me of a Chelsea coach that's on his last legs, um, and one of the uh, one of the telltale signs of that is when like the coach in place just just calls on the veterans. It's like I need you know I need you to roll it back. I need you to you know I need some some old magic. When I saw Rapido was the first sub versus Portugal, it's like really. Like, no disrespect to Rapido, but just Rapido by herself. And that was the only sub for 80 minutes? Oh, wow. Buddy, what are we doing? <laughs> it's just so much, so much wrong there. Not even getting to the taxes, just the minutes distribution. Just awful. But I, I really feel it for... Uh, Really, in particular, for where to uh, cook Mewis and Sanchez, because like they're in the prime of their careers, they may or may not get called up again. They each could have played an important role, and for them to get negligible or no minutes, I mean, it's 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 borderline disrespectful. I don't know. That just that in particular really bothered me. Just like the clear lack of planning, right? Like. I don't know. I, 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 I've, I've, done, I've done a lot of talking and now I'm speechless. Preach, bro. That's all I'm saying. Preach. Um, you had a lot of good points on the head. Um, minutes distribution. These players are burnt out. Um, it's very sad to see um, the 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 disrespect they're kind of getting, I would say. And not even just uh, from a Carly standpoint, but are these players performing up to their standard no because they've been playing every minute of the game they are burnt out they are tired they can't perform to the i uh, speaking i mean i i i hold an extreme bias of course for my spirit players but andy can't be the director in the sixth position that she needs to be if she's playing every single minute she is burnt out there is a reason like that you rotate the players we want to talk about who the best attacking midfielder that the usa has rose labelle hey rose labelle's out now she got two yellows who's the best player that we have that can imitate rose and do what she needs to do especially if you're not you know if you're not going to give rose all the minutes that she has there's a fresh ashley sanchez 
on our bench that has not seen a single minute and she better play she better play sunday if you want to imitate rose because if you're not playing ashley sanchez what are we doing blanco what are we doing she's your best attacker outside of rose who obviously we can't play now but she's your second best attacker in the midfield so if you're not playing her i don't get it if you're not playing alana cook you're clearly shown i don't know what you're doing but you've shown a lack of trust in alana cook i don't know why you don't trust alana cook because as mark clearly stated she is once she's 26 she plays in an, on an amazing defensive line when she's here in america so what's going to be the difference like is she playing something different no crystal dunn i know you she's been getting looks in the midfield but she has not seen those flashes that she needs so she can perform how she does at home you want these players to play in their comfortable positions you're not putting them in their best chances to succeed until we see sophia lynn and trinity on that front line we are not giving our players our team the chance to succeed alex morgan i'm sorry i understand you are our star girl i understand you're the you know you're you're captain america Alex Morgan was our lowest performing player in our last couple. And, and Alex Morgan got the lowest rating on both teams. Not even just America. Like, we have to ask ourselves the hard questions here. What are we doing? Are we putting our players in the chance to succeed? And Savannah DeMello, arguably the best midfielder in the NWSL. I honestly think she deserved her spot. But you can't just toss her out there and with no caps and expect her to just be a world beater like you have to have some growth and adjustment there that you did not give her honestly i don't blame the players for our performances i blame the tactics i blame the coach i i do not does 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 Vlaco want his job is i is he trying to prove a certain point i don't get it i don't understand if we get eliminated on Sunday. I do not think he keeps his job. Is that what he wants? I don't know. I don't understand. But it, it seems like it seems like everybody else knows the tactics besides the guy that's supposed to be executing them. It seems like everybody knows how to set our players up um, in a system to succeed, except the guy that's supposed to be executing them. Um, and I don't get it. I don't know what we're doing. I know our players are tired and I would like to see some rotation. I would like to, I don't, Carly, you know, as I joked, Carly absolutely bashed the team. They don't have a will to win and so on and so forth. And you can clearly see that's not the case. They are not being set up to succeed. You are not playing these these people to their strengths and running them into the ground honestly is not this that's you're, you're you're hustling backwards and ran over steps off steps off box i do i if we go to pk's anything's possible if the result ends in 90 minutes i do not think we win that game well said. Well said. I, I agree with all the, the beautiful points that you both made. Um, I think this could just be like a Russian sleeper cell or something just to like make sure that we don't win, but just do enough to like, I mean, I, I can't possibly think of any good reason why we're not playing 
our entire squad and utilizing these subs. Um, he gave an excuse about not wanting, uh, not having the, the amount of, not wanting to give them a, a, enough time to acclimate. It would take them too long to acclimate. So he would just keep all the players who started on the pitch um, and just, <laughs> yeah, I, I'm not sure what form of FIFA he's playing, um, but it, it, it's not working. Um, and it's really unfortunate because it takes a whole generation of like, or I won't say a whole generation, but it definitely, it takes four years away from one, a whole generation. It, it, it does, it, it's a, it is a whole generation um, because they should be set up like this. And I saw another, uh, who's it? Um, uh, Jenny, the the Fox or the Golasso, the CBS reporter. She mentioned something about um, Jill, an uh, interview she did with Jill Ellis and how, prep they like they knew the roster five months out they, they knew everything the tactics how they were going to uh, implement them uh, at least for the major teams and okay cool we'll we'll deal with this when we get there you know and yada 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 but it's like so wild just to see the the, the complete spectrum of like what the fuck are we doing versus like okay there looks to be some sort of plan structure and like cool um and I think that what we're seeing, the the really like unnecessary comments from Carly is just like, honestly, I mean, honestly, maybe just like probably some jealousy, um, to be real. But I think that like she just doesn't understand like the culture uh, at like a really face level, and she's still seeing things like through her eyes, and her lens, and not through the lens of like, oh, these. Pe- girls should be like giving more it's up to them individually independently and i mean that's how it looked that's how vlaco set them up <laughs> so like that, that's all they could do you know you're working within the constraints of a team that because it is a team game at the end of the day so it was just like some really dumb shit coming out of her mouth and ah, it was not a good look and i think that the crystal duns and like we're trying to actually cheer up the players on the pitch when i like went back and really kind of like try to microanalyze some shit body language and stuff um because like people were pissed off like you could see that that was visible I'm like okay cool i'm gonna go rep with the fans and supporters and like sign autographs whatever um but like th- there's if you can feel the descent in the squad which for me i feel that i, I feel that already like we're 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 on a on a vibe slide right now in terms of the US because we come out we're looking fantastic it's nothing but vibes you know and like get on the pitch and it's like oh what, what this formation is not vibing so like that I think that is the players are trying to take over and survive and the best they can I think within the women's game that structure looks a lot different than when the, the men have to do that as well um, or versus what it looks like in the men's game. So I think there's something to be said uh, to that. And uh, yeah, I think uh, there, there was a tactical point I was going to make earlier that uh, um, Sills had brought up, but um, I can't remember off the top of my head. And I think that we may have touched on this I mean, uh, to, to a, a good enough extent. But, you know. Absolutely. Right, right, right. So best of luck to you, Blacko. But. Um, I hope we got something in the in the in the gun loaded, uh, something proper that is, and uh, we'll see what happens with uh, Sweden. 
I just wanted to um, just drop this in real quick. So remember, remember Thomas Amarni? Remember our boy Thomas? He got 15 months. I will not understand. I'm assuming this is the end of the rule for Flacco. I'll never understand how he got the full four years. There's some funny money, funny going on at USSF. Uh, no, no questions, if ands, or but about it. And uh, yeah, I think it's, it's, it's becoming only more glaringly obvious for for the the common footy eye to, to realize. My last, my last uh, statement from Vlaco, like we mentioned, the full four years. It feels like in this entire time, all the friendlies, all the she believes all the competitions I don't think this man ever found his strongest starting 11 and here we are he's still trying to figure it out as we are about as we were on the brink of elimination from a world cup this man is still trying to find his best starting 11 and you ran out of time bro plenty of you had plenty of time and you you, you never found it. Uh, so then real quick, I feel like we, we touched on Jamaica, Brazil, but um, is there anything that we really want to get into it specifically on those uh, games or South Africa, Nigeria as well, and uh, Portugal, Netherlands? Yeah. You go ahead. All I was going to say in, in the, the words of my of my nice friend Issa Ray. I'm rooting for everybody black. Amen. Well, cool. Then, then. Uh, so we're just going to take a second to plug FTCUTD.com. Make sure you check out our shirts, hats, cups, mugs, and most importantly, name sets. We are the plug when it comes to name sets. Customization, anytime you're not getting something OEM, as in came with the shirt, like pay 35 extra dollars and just have them put it on the shirt for you, you should be calling FTC UTD. We got anything and everything you want. Grego will draft it out, design, and uh, make your kit just like a piece of adorn, like clothing in your, in your closet. So hit us up, FTC UTD, coming at you. And let's jump into the big fix, because I'm going to be pretty public about it at this point. I think the League's Cup is fixed for Messi to win. I don't feel like we're actually telling refs to, like, bribe people, you know, like, hey, pull him aside, yada, yada, he knows the deal, yada, you know, like, shady New Jersey shit or something like that. Nothing against New Jersey. Y'all ain't shady. But I'm just saying, there's also a vibe about this competition after watching that Orlando match, which didn't catch live, but did see replays. And then it was like, Twitter was upset, bro. Like, so I'm like, let me investigate. It doesn't look good, bro. That's all I'm saying. So now I just need, because I don't have the time. I've got kids. But I need to, like, figure out who we can get to watch every fucking minute of Inter Miami until the end of the season. Until January 1st of 2024, I need somebody's eyeballs on that team and everything Messi does. Honestly, the whole team. Just the fix is in, man. Yeah, we got, what, three, four people that do that already, right? Tell me I'm wrong. I want to be wrong, honestly. Yeah, let's get the good doctor, the good doctor and his homies, 
over on the pod who, uh, you know, who've been watching, get Cali, you know, Cali Fabrizio over here, my guy AD, all my, uh, all our guys are dreaming of freedom, uh, and Black Herons, so, yeah, man, um, you know, wasn't that, wasn't that the goal, though, like, we knew, obviously, when Messi came, he didn't come here to win the league, that was obviously never a, a goal for him when he got here, Miami was dead last in the standings, right, so, you know, they can, so they got the League's Cup against, you know, that's the international money, right, now you got the, you know, the Mexican team in there, now you got the U.S. Open Cup, you know, the Lamar Hunt Trophy, um, you know, so it looks like, at, you know, through it all, Inter-Miami's gonna do the double, <laughs> <laughs> Shut your mouth! You don't say the double. The playoffs. <laughs> it's uh, so yeah, that you know, Messi's here for the money right now. It's all about, you know, it's all about the Champions League for Messi. Obviously, the Concacaf Champions League, and um, you know, we'll see, you know, if they get a league trophy out of it. But obviously, like literally, MLS is the is the least of Messi's concerns at this moment. Yeah, I'd have to agree. I guess to um, maybe feed the conspiracy a little more. So, like, if we're gonna be honest, right? I I, I don't, don't want to um, make assumptions about how you guys feel, but like, League's Cup, eh? Like, you know, minus uh, the current you know narratives and what's going on right now like least cup in and of itself i mean it's a first year competition it's uh i mean it is literally made up which i guess all of this is made up but still and like it's 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 a money grab you know what i mean like we know like league mecky has their reasons for doing this mls has their reasons for doing this right they pause the the season to have this like what whatever the 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 home fixture setup is all funky so I'm just saying all that to say, like, how much legitimacy does it really have, right? But Messi now advancing, winning his first trophy in America. Mm, you get a lot of narratives. Yeah, you get a lot of narratives. And then all of a sudden, it's like, oh, League's Cup. All of a sudden, now it's a big deal after Messi wins the first one. <laughs> um, yeah, it's... it's on a, on a slightly more serious note, it is interesting to see, like, the messy effect. And, I mean, we've been seeing it already. Um, like, I mean, we've been seeing it in the ticket prices, right? Like, last I checked, last I checked, it was, like, a hundred and something dollars just for standing room only tickets at the Benz. <laughs> and, like, the Benz is, like, from, from what I can tell, typically cheaper than most other stadiums. Um... So yeah, I saw uh, I saw a Nashville fan actually. Um, so not even a fan of Orlando, but he was basically ranting about how it was a travesty and the fix is in and um, oh <laughs> he went on. He was just like, oh, he, super team is here now. The league is ruined, and I just uh, I thought that I thought that was cute to be honest. I thought that was a bit funny. I don't think that Inter Miami have played anybody. Like since start, let me let me be more specific. I don't think Messi has played anybody um, 
who's really that good. I mean, like Cruz Azul is struggling this season. We know about Atlanta United struggles. I mean, Orlando's they're a decent team. Um, and from what I understand, they were actually competitive in that game until the 12th man stepped in. But uh, <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I'm just curious to see them against better competition. Although looking at it, I mean, Dallas, meh, Charlotte, mm. September 3rd. You got oh yeah, that's that's who I was looking for. And actually, I think the their matchup versus Nashville, um, which is also that week, that could be interesting. Um, they play Cincinnati in the Open Cup. I think that'll be interesting as well. Yeah, so I mean, like, look, they just haven't. He hasn't really played anybody yet. Um, so, but it is curious to see them me, meeting Messi and like uh, Busquets uh, just operate with all the time in the world (laughs) they were like wow we don't get pressed at all the Busquets was a a man in a whole other world like turning he he turned around like I got space I I don't know what to do with myself (laughs) this is a different ball game for me yeah Um, you know what man for me it's all fun Um, and I, I say this like like obviously we have uh, we've talked about we've been critical of MLS right there and even now like there are things that I would do differently from how they operate but I think clearly like it was always the goal to get a Messi right and I mean like it was Beckham really who paved the way for it like this is what to me as far as I can tell this is what MLS has been striving towards and um, yeah I'm just I'm just curious to see how this uh, how this plays out. But, um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we'll, we'll see how much more 12th man performances we get. Man, I, I just think that there's a particular razzle dazzle. Like, 12-man, 12-man, um, Taylor, just imagine his voice. Just. The inaugural Leagues Cup won by Lionel Messi. I mean, like, oh my fucking. Seriously, like, that's what it's gonna be. It's gonna happen. It's gonna happen. Yeah, like he's he's gonna win a cup. Um, so I, I hold true to, to the beginning of the episode. We're, we were gonna talk about a lot of cups tonight. Um, so <laughs> here we are. Um, I do think that they are adventurous enough to try and really flex so now that they've kind of done that in terms of the players they're acquiring I think that the next thing we're seeing is going to be them push to get into the playoffs um, the Moss brothers said it uh, which well, one of them at the uh, the introduction they were they were pegging for it uh, I don't think he did it like on the mic it was an interview thing but <clears throat> They, they are definitely going to try and target um, the playoffs. And MLS is like a real funny league where that shit can happen pretty easily. So I, I'm, I'm, I, I, w- I wouldn't put it past it. Even what are they like 11 points off looks like 12 points. I off? mean, they're 12 points off right now. Didn't Rooney take DC from the last place to like. Third seed or something like that. DC's their ninth right now. They're just on the other side of the cut. So no, no, I'm saying when uh, Rooney came over as a player. Oh, 
Yeah, sure, sure, sure. I can't remember. Right. I think that. they just missed the playoffs, if I remember correctly. Did they just miss it, or did they just skate in? It was one of the two. Either or on the history, Stat Boy. Um, it's just one of the things. I, 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 I think they're targeting every cup possible because it's that weird duality that with MLS there's the supporter shield which they won't win but they can certainly win MLS cup and if there is one thing that would look even better for this league than Gareth Bell coming into the league winning and then retiring it's Lionel Messi literally coming in the following year taking a team and dead last dragging them up so Devin you might be right you're prophetic in this way um, I guess that's just one of your talents because <laughs> you're doing this a lot actually now that I realize it um, self check they, they're probably going to win the double it's it's 1000% going to happen like it it's it's not even though if and maybe there's a chance of it it's 1000% going to happen so are are we ready for inter miami fans to to <laughs> be inseparable essentially <laughs> you know i'm curious to see like how much are of the uh, yeah oh oh shots shots <laughs> clip them up what was I gonna say? Oh, I just lost. I don't know. What was, I remember now. So with Inter Miami, I'm curious to see how much the brand itself grows. Right? Obviously, people get the jerseys and you know wear them out and so on. But will they actually stick around for Inter Miami? Will they actually like? even get to know the rest of the team or will it just be what time are they playing I want to see Messi you know like and obviously there will be those people so like a, you know for example like that first game where people poured out after uh, Messi yeah which was I mean like it's not it's not a shock but at the same time it is it is funny uh, but yeah I mean like you are you're, you're gonna get that you know so um, yeah I'm just curious like we, we talked about it before in terms of like you know the messy effect on MLS, like, and that's just one of that's just one of them. You know, and I think it it really does start with Inter Miami. Like, how much can their brand grab fans? I guess. Dev, before you jump in, like, actually speak speak to this a little bit more for us because of your particular position and role that you play uh, on the daily in terms of like how maybe this is actually going to fall <clears throat> on. S- on inner Miami and the you know the, the front office, but then some of this is really going to be on the way that the fans are also taking and accepting casuals and how how we're presenting the game and, and wel- our wel- how welcoming we are being in terms of that maybe. Oh, so first and foremost, obviously, if you know anything about soccer, and if you're not, you know you're listening to us because you want to get in. Soccer in America is 1,000% a gatekeeping league. MLS is 1,000% a gatekeeping league. And I don't have to deal with 
messy I should say you know obviously because I work on the women's side but obviously a lot of co-workers or I or a lot of friends of mine I should say are uh do work for MLS and work for teams and it's an absolute issue to uh, especially on the supporter side to keep messy fans out of the supporter section obviously messy fans are going to uh are are trying any way they can obviously tickets being 10 million dollars for like you know is an over exaggeration to get into the stadium you're paying off your rent to sell your ticket to a messy game at this point but people are trying to get in uh to the stadium anyway anyhow to see messy repping their argentinas repping their met you know repping their barcelonas repping their boca juniors repping their newell's old boys like any you know messy related teams and obviously supporters sections are our home team only right so no away colors if you are there for the away team you better shut the hell up because it's going to end up bad um and oh just the the stories that i have to hear to um this the teams have to take um to make sure that there is no messy in the state in the supporter section of stands is has been a trip um because they've been trying it and they're going to continue to try it just due to that brand of messy as itself um but yeah being the gatekeeper league that it is if you are not if you're not with us you are not you are not friendly you are the enemy so it's been uh it's been crazy times so far hearing everything that i've heard from uh other supporter relations managers that work in the mls it's been crazy times yeah man and i think uh we're gonna actually i mean yeah that, that's a huge issue from from a certain standpoint from the supporters and that could really drive a lot of fans away at the end of the day um i know we talk about this pretty regularly i guess we'd say with the home team and the way that atlanta united chooses to market into certain markets of town or neighborhoods if you will um and definitely being intentional with that and i know uh, i've heard the doctor uh, jermaine scott mention this as well uh and call out into miami and you know like ask the question like can we do this better in in another way to get out to the communities and be more intentional so i think until that flips on the the club side you're you're gonna have a lot of that those scenes where or the instagram reels where everyone's draining out the stadium at like you know whatever minute Messi gets subbed off because they built it up to be like a showcase if you turn on apple tv Messi's in the corner on the left you know like i saw somebody rocking a pepsi shirt with Messi on the back you know like i'm getting it any kind of way we can on this Messi train bro so like yeah it, it it's all about how like intentional you are with that fan if they stay or not and then that intends to uh, or can eventually grow the game and we have another Messi uh, come along because honestly if it weren't for that case I think we would have had Ronaldo already in the league uh, two, two seasons ago but uh, there yeah, might be yeah, a whole other big I mean that's what I'm um, saying <laughs> speaking on the business side of things right um, so I would say the biggest comparison to Messi that I see um, in my day to day is obviously Alex Morgan, right? 
Alex Morgan, I would say, is the female Messi in this instance, where at the end of the day, right, the purpose of of any team, I would say, is to sell tickets, right, is to sell at the stadium. And how can they do that as quickly as possible? They're taking the most well-known casual name that you know you may not even be a soccer fan but i'm sure you know Lionel messi you may not even be a you know a women's soccer fan but i know you know alex morgan and we're going to do whole campaigns around them there was a thing with gotham um a few months ago come see alex morgan does alex morgan play for gotham no like y'all are doing San Diego's mark San Diego might as well fire their marketing team because you guys are doing it for them so is that what'd you say effortlessly yeah exactly (laughs) like so it's kind of that same deal with Messi right they're gonna do whatever it takes to fill the stands to sell up the stadium to generate as much revenue through ticket sales as possible and that's how they're going to capture that's how teams best believe they're going to capture you know the casual fan and turn them into you know a season ticket member is we're going to or even it's just a quick money grab in that sense right it's just like oh we know they're coming to town let's get all the money that we can in this moment because we're not going to catch another moment like that you know that that our team isn't doing their own on their own so yeah it's all about you know it all comes down to ticket sales it all comes down to revenue generation how can we get as many people in the stadium as possible at one time Everybody, everybody knows Lionel Messi. Everybody knows he's the greatest in the world. Come see, come see the goat. Boom. So that's how, that's how it's been going, especially on my side. Especially, and they do that same thing with Alex Morgan in the NWSL. You know, just to piggyback real quick, that is an American soccer theme, I would say. Because, like, as you were saying that, I got my memory going. I had to Google it. And I, the first thing, so I Googled FC Dallas ads, right? The first thing is uh, Hercules Gomez bashing FC Dallas for using Carlos Vela on their promotional material. And this is from 2020. So, and I remember watching that clip. <laughs> but yeah, like that is, you're absolutely right. I mean, they're in it to sell tickets. And that every sports team is, right? But like, that's, I mean, it's definitely not how they do it in other countries you know what i mean it's got to be about the product it's it's, is and one player can't be the whole product like right sure we sell like the lebron jameses there's always going to be a star but that's not the product like lebron can't win that whole title himself like it's a it's a it's a team thing and like that's what i'm saying it's got to like how are the supporters? Oh, are we are we teaching tactics? Are we teach? Oh, you, you motherfuckers actually got to pass it. You can't just dribble all the way through the internet. You know, like it's not. <laughs> no, yeah, I ex- exactly. You know, um, like you know, or you know, sell products, sell storylines. You know, uh, you're selling history. You know what I mean? Um, but yeah, that's we we do it differently over here for sure that big money we need some dollar bills add revenue in my pocket and with that i think we're ready for uh, two up two down so 
Uh, this week we're gonna do some global two ups two down. A uh, big shout out to Marta. Man, I'm not sure if you guys caught that speech for the post presser, um, but it was just as emotional, just as touching, just as moving, um, and just wishing her the best uh, and wanting to give the flowers that she rightfully deserves uh, for just the fantastic career you know um, that she's had and just looking forward to see how she continues to to change the women's game and uh, succeed, succeed in her for her own future um. no um definitely shout out to marta that moment also that i want to bring up um between bunny shaw and marta um if you didn't get a chance to watch that just make sure you got your tissues ready y'all i don't care how manly you are i watched that and i had to like who's cutting onions because it don't make no sense how emotional this is um you know just to see bunny shaw um you know one goal off from the golden boot this season i mean one of the greatest you know forwards in the world right now and just how she you know pull Marta aside you know even in this moment like Marta you are my inspiration you inspire me like I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for you it was very very touching um so definitely shout out to Marta for sure um we had uh here at the spirit had um the pleasure of playing Orlando City as well um not too long ago um in Audi um I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure that was our 4-2 challenge cup game where we scored all our goals from outside the box um Marta hadn't come back just yet but she was there and um she came over to our supporter section took pictures with our supporters um and it was a very big deal to a lot of them so it definitely meant a lot and I saw that and so definitely shout out to Marta um you're you're you know you've inspired generations there's you know uh, in that same sense with alex morgan i think marta is i think alex i think marta is alex morgan on a global scale where alex morgan is you know it here in america i think the rest of the world knows marta and the impact that she's had on this game and you know I, you know, as as historic as it was um, to see, you know, Jamaica win and, you know, was I low-key rooting for Jamaica to win towards the end, of course. Um, as poetic as it would have been, you know, just as Messi got his World Cup for Marta to finally get hers, I think that would have been a great story as well. Um, but I hope she's able to finish off her season here in the NWSL. Um, you know, I, I doubt... You know, anything can happen. You make it to the playoffs in the NWSL, anything can happen. Um, but, you know, I hope she fin- I finishes it off on her terms and does everything that she, you know, she goes out the way that she wants to go out because, um, you know, she single-handedly changed this game for sure. So hats off to you. Shout out to you. What a great career. And uh, looking forward to what you do next. Mark, anything to sizzle on top? Um, you know, even though Brazil went out earlier than expected, I think uh, the kids are all right. You know, I think, uh, yeah, Ari Borges, Caroline, Debenia, um, all of whom 
Wurav at one point looked up to Marta, looked at, you know, been a little girl watching Marta in the World Cup, you know, sauce in the US and then others. So, um, yeah, man, she's a legend. She's an inspiration. It just goes to show you, like, even though she didn't uh, have that big title, um, it didn't stop her from being an inspirational figure. Um, yeah, like, she's just. It's just larger than life. I mean, like, watching her give those speeches, it's, again, grab the tissues. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's, uh, yeah. I will run through a wall for Marta. Yeah, exactly. And I look forward to watching her in NWSL, honestly. I hope that, um, you know, she can at least get a playoff run, you know? Yeah, that would be poetic. And uh, just so we, as a, as a, a entity here for the culture, are we want to make sure we're honoring and giving the flowers properly. Uh, Marta Vieira da Silva uh, is her name. We appreciate everything you've done. Big ups. Uh, also, MLS. They are doing a third jersey I think or fourth jersey I can't even remember I think it's the fourth actually for some special teams it's the freestyle kit release um New York's is actually uh the Red Bulls is actually really fucking dope it's the 50 year or tw- it's either 50 or 25 year of, of hip hop uh 25 alright yeah 25 or 50 I can't see my things are covered here is it 50 or 25 50, 50. 50. okay so 50 years of hip hop 25 would be like yaddy <laughs> or I guess maybe just Kanye when he was great um, but anyway yeah man that's a clean jersey I'm looking forward to the one that Atlanta puts out uh, I believe that's going to be a cross with um, everything Atlanta influences everything uh, and I believe there's one for LA as well um, maybe, maybe uh, if, if, if you know speak on that if there's any other teams in the league that are getting one I think Toronto also got one as well um, theirs, theirs was alright um but yeah, some really cool stuff uh, coming out from Adidas. Uh, Adidas, there's a whole thing on that. Um, and yeah, you know, for fourth kit flavor. If, you know, see if you like it. You, have you guys seen it yet? Or you in it? You no? I was just uh, reminding myself what the Red Bull jersey looks like. I like that. Um, yeah, I like that. I've seen the Red Bull jersey was one, um, one as well. And yeah, that's pretty fire. I haven't had the chance to see the other ones yet. But yeah, that Red Bull one, um, good on them. Good for them to kind of make it part of the, you know, the community. Obviously, hip hop started in New York. Um, obviously, they play in New Jersey, but you know, it's that same area. So, way to take a, a big moment, um, especially hip hop. Obviously, what that's meant to the Black community. Um, whereas, you know, soccer and the Black community haven't always gotten along. Um, but to know but hip-hop is bigger than all of this right i mean hip-hop has become an international genre um they're listening to hip-hop music in you know in third world countries um so hip-hop is absolutely outgrown everything you know the world is copying hip-hop style um so awesome to you know to red bulls for for that shout out It's called grind. <laughs> um, Sorry. Uh, I love I'm, that Toronto kid, too. The, the two ups on my side, and I'll, I'll turn it over back to you, Mark. Um, big ups on um, just 
just uh, some personal stuff in life. Just trying to uh, being able to close a couple doors and uh, in, a, in a good positive manner, that is, um, to try and push some projects out. Uh, just got done, cut some MLS stuff for uh, for All Star Week that we did with Forty One. Um, and then, yeah, got a lot of other content that I can't speak on uh, that's in the pipeline and, and really excited to get that out and for everyone to see it and things of that nature. Uh, so, yeah, some big things really uh, uploading and, yeah, just really, really, really excited, motivated to get all that stuff out. Um, and then, yeah, uh, I guess another up, just two ups for me, no downs. I guess we're going to San Diego. We'll try to do San Diego for the NWSL final. Unless the spirit make it, y'all got it. We'll try one more trip this year. So, y'all pray for me. Uh, and then that's it. I'm going to hand it off. <laughs> so, uh, let's see. For my ups, um, you know, I'm going to focus my up on... Um, friends of ours uh shea butter fc and ds4 united um and i said this on twitter but i just want to repeat it here like just being able to be there for what i think is a historic uh women's world cup i think that we'll remember this one for a while like it, it feels like uh there's been a um huge shift in um excitement um i say investment from fans um attention and um i mean just overall expectations you know i I think that uh so far this world cup is delivered and um especially from you know for what we do right elevating black voices in soccer um i think it's it's great that shea butter and um diaspora were able to be there uh on hand you know and get you know like first-hand coverage and just being able to experience it you know like if if anybody deserves it it's them so um for my downs um let me keep it world cup theme so uh one of them fifa rankings what are they <laughs> they don't even they just go ahead and toss them in the bin right like they don't clearly what we've seen from this world cup is they don't mean anything um the other down though um and it's kind of stemming from the uh carly lloyd comments but specifically uh you know the whole um i guess downplaying the fact that they were greeting the fans and signing autographs and you know taking selfies and whatnot um showing the fans appreciation you know something that trinity rodman as as devin can speak to i'm sure does every game um you know, like then, and and will stay as long as there is a fan asking for an autograph or a selfie, right? Every single game, this ain't brand new for Trinity. This ain't something she just started in Australia. She's been doing this since day one of being in this league. And, and I mean, it literally gets to the point. I'm, I'm sorry, Mark, but it literally gets to the point. Security's like, all right, guys, we gotta cut it off because Trinity will stay out there signing every, doing TikToks with girls. I've seen it all. So this ain't new to Trinity, y'all. That, and that's awesome. You know, that's not what my down is. Um, I wish that that was more of a normal thing. And, and I think that that is um, one of my. Um, 
gripes with American soccer or the American soccer community is I don't think the fans are appreciated enough for the sacrifices they make, you know, starting with money. Like we pay, we pretty much pay Premier League prices. You know what I mean? Like, do we always get a Premier League product? You know, not, I mean, like if you're talking MLS, not necessarily. Um, and so, you know, and things like that, like, you know, in European leagues, it's normal for to acknowledge the away fans, right? You go over, it, good, you play like shit, you play poorly, they're cussing you out, whatever. You go over, you acknowledge them. Um, I just think that, I just wish that that was more of like accepted, more of the norm, instead of being used against them, against the players in that case. You know, like that's silly. Like, I think what they did, like, it, I don't care who you are, it wouldn't have been easy to, travel to australia and be there you know what i mean so um good on the players for doing that um i hope they continue and i hope that becomes a norm at club and country level for u.s soccer yeah um and also to piggyback off your she um butter up um and diaspora united shout out to sky Sills, ebony alex courtney andre everybody out there enjoy y'all um not only has it been good for the culture it's been good for us the players themselves have openly said they appreciate having that coverage um to them because ain't nobody else doing it i remember i can't remember right off the top of my head but i do remember like once they said they were coming a player did tweet like shea butter just say how much they did appreciate getting that coverage and recognition in that sense so it's important to the players as well the players do see these and they you know they they need that love because they are not getting it elsewhere so you know always you know salute to them always out there um yeah man um i'm gonna keep mine um definitely world cup related um this has definitely been the craziest world cup um i mean that we've ever seen when have we seen such upsets um as with jamaica as with morocco these i mean you know knocking out canada knocking out brazil knocking out germany the u.s were four inches uh, from being eliminated themselves um it's it's you know the game has absolutely grown um the vibes are on a hundred right now and there's so many feel-good stories um you know Jamaica needing a GoFundMe to literally get there and knocking out Brazil. A lot, a couple of those players on Jamaica's teams don't even play for clubs. That's, you know, and they've knocked out Brazil, who were arguably the tournament champions going into it. So, so many feel good stories. Um, these women are, you know, absolute superstars. I'm very happy to. Uh, be a first-hand witness to it all every single day and um, I, 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 these elimination rounds are going to be crazy as well so very you know looking forward to all that um, if I can as well I also definitely um, the spirit have been holding it down as well um, we still have challenge cup games in spite of the world cup not everything has stopped um, so we did just get a good win over Gotham on Friday, um, 4-2. It, it started off bad. We went down 2-0 within eight minutes of the game. 
and then um, Ashley Hatch proving that she maybe should have earned a World Cup <laughs> roster spot, uh, getting a brace and an assist. Um, Chloe Ricketts got a goal, which the the stadium blew out for. It was I've never the stadium was absolutely crazy for that goal. It was such a good time, um, and it's good to see like our younger players, you know, getting that recognition that they deserve as well and um yeah looking forward to the end of the season when everybody's back and you know pushing for the playoffs and um make sure you're watching because i promise you you're not gonna want to miss it um those are my ups do i have any downs tired bro it is you know working in working in the women's game you know is it's don't think it's, it's, it's for the week, you know. Um, like I said, we still have games ourselves. We still have World Cup watch parties. It, nothing has stopped. Nothing has slowed down. If anything, it's it's doubled and it's sped up. I wouldn't. Um, but, you know, I'm here to change the world. I'm here to make an impact. I'm here to make a difference. So I wouldn't trade that experience for none of it. But, but damn, I'm tired. <laughs> That's really all I got. Bro, I hear you, and that's a, that is a big global up for sure. Um, I I love. I didn't see a lot, but ooh, boy, that hatch to <laughs> Ricketts, man, boy, I see it. 15, 15, right? Sixteen. Sixteen year old scoring the first goal. Um, that was that was just bonkers, amazing scenes. It just goes for the way it happened. It was a soft goal. Yes, 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 yes. Um. Yeah, it was just like I said, just beautiful moments. It was, it was really wonderful to see that. Um, and then she's like dedicated to her sister, a little sister. I was like, oh, la family. <laughs> Love it. Um, yeah, just good vibes all around on that one. Um, I did actually have a global down. Um, Fox, fix your advert, man. It's the most offensive thing in footy I've seen. You guys got big balls, big balls, footballs. Y'all spending mad money to get the rights to the World Cup, not just this one currently the the last one for the men's and the next one for the men's y'all got money the person who who can fix that already works for you my rants on twitter fix the advert man it's just like put something soccer related that's all i'm asking for um because it sucks and it shows that you guys really don't care and you're not intentional that's it um so thank you guys for joining us. Uh, this has been episode 186 of the For the Culture, for the Culture <laughs> Soccer Show. Um, and yeah, we'll see you next time at the intersection of Black Culture and Soccer. We out. FTC? UTD. Almost forgot it. <laughs> Peace. FTC UTD.